You're listening to episode 340 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without actually having to give us money. Also, you can get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a twenty-four hour a day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? Wanna gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Now, I know you're not a fan, and Tony's not a fan of The Office either. Um, yeah, not really. Yeah, you primary, you you actually have the 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 same issue that a lot of people have with it. It's just Michael Scott is just too much to handle. Well, him and Dwight, yeah. There's there's just no way anybody could really be like that and see, not be it, see, in it seems jail like, or something. Yeah, it's like the ridiculousness that some people find amusing is where you just can't suspend your disbelief. You're just like, no, it's too much. No. Yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's asinine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we don't need to judge it. The point that I was trying to... Uh, uh, inter- and again, I realize I'm, I'm in the minority because people lo- have loved The Office yeah. for years, so I get it. But what I was trying to transi- transition to is this podcast that I just found out about called Office Ladies. It's brought to you by Angela, the girl that played Angela and the girl that played Pam. They both podcast in each individual episode and break break it down like by scenes, oh, like, crying wh- like what was going on, what was going on behind the scenes, did they improv it, you know, behind the scenes stories, right. stuff like that. I can't recommend this enough for people who are fans of The Office. This podcast is awesome. I, I have. Have they gone through every episode of every season? Not yet. No, oh. no, this is this is still in its infancy. I think it's only got a. Uh, 40 podcasts out 50 okay. and there's uh there's 200 episodes yeah so however many seasons it was on right right i mean that might be interesting just the kind of behind the scenes stuff that yeah but it's it's really good i i really enjoy it it's called the office ladies check it out <laughs> all right well with that let's go ahead and start the show he's mark i'm karen and as always we start with random vegas no tony this week he was had had other I was plans. Thinking that as soon as I started reading it, I'm like, I probably should have said something about why I'm doing the talking and Tony's not here. Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> we miss him, but we we're, had we're we had stuff that. to do a do a show, so yeah. you only get the two of us. Yep. No no third wheel moderator today. Right. All right, random Vegas. The last frontier was the first Manzi to occur on the Las Vegas Strip. The concept from the beginning was to do everything the El Rancho did, just bigger and better. 
We got that from The Strip, Las Vegas, and the Architecture of the American Dream. Of course, they didn't say the Manzi part. I did. But. Yeah, but basically no no new idea. Just yeah. take what was already there and make it more grandiose. Yep. That's just lazy. Well, one could argue <laughs> that's what Disney did. Yeah, I think Disney added a few more bells and whistles to it. I, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Twit Pick of the Week. I've always found what goes on behind the curtain to be fascinating. Sure, the finished project is the point, but once I've enjoyed that, I love to see the how. This week's winner from at Classic Las Vegas shows us how much thought went into the property signage at the Stardust and how much was put into the accommodations. The painted shed, as it was known, knew what people wanted and gave it to them. Critics be damned. I'm fascinated with that that signage, the back of the signage. Okay, so, so that was the appeal of the picture. I'm not really... I was having a hard time drawing correlation between your yeah, I mean, it's monologue clearly the, and the picture. Clearly the stardust. Yeah, I, I just seen the back of, of that giant iconic sign, sign um, the original uh, frontage sign. Right. I just thought it was awesome. And this was back when the stardust was still more like a motor, uh, a motel kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool retro picture. Yeah. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. First up, the LVCBA is buying the monorail. Despite being able to generate cash, Current monorail owners were unable to survive the COVID shutdown. This week, the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority purchased the Las Vegas monorail for $24 million. The lone no vote came from Mayor Carolyn Goodman, who disagreed with the LBCBA spending money on anything at this point. The acquisition means that the monorail no longer has a non-compete with the Elon Musk underground boring project. Don't fool yourself. That was why they bought that thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because, and I, I read an article the other day. Well, number one, $24 million versus the billion dollars they're spending on the expansion is a drop in the bucket. So I'm sure they can find that someplace. Well, it wasn't a billion, but it was several hundred millions. Wasn't it like half, okay, half a, half a billion? It's it like fair. Something But still, there. $24 million isn't going to be that big of a deal. No. And realistically, I don't think this is going to make any money for the LVCVA, but... It makes more sense. It does, because that's kind of where it leads to is, yeah. is the convention center. Exactly. And then I think the whole non-compete thing, because I didn't, I read a little bit about it. I don't know, have it exactly clear, but there was some kind of a non-compete, I think, basically saying that, like, wherever the monorail was going, the boring, boring couldn't. couldn't. Right. And so now that they're all owned under the same thing, that's out the window. And if they decide they want to bore to a property that already has a monorail station, yeah. they can. There's a chance if this boring thing goes really well that the monorail gets destroyed within a decade yeah. and they just bore the rest of them. Well, and they were uh, the other article I read said something, too, about the fact that the trains at some point are going to have to be replaced. Yeah. And the likelihood of them spending the money to do that is pretty slim and none. Right, right. So this is going to be like a, a bridge to, you know, keep it running until they get all the tunnels dug wherever the heck they want to yep, go. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Uh, exactly. It's, yeah. All right, next up. Resorts World has some food announcements. 
Eater Vegas shared some details regarding what Resorts World has in store for their urban street food hall. First, as if they needed something to further tie this concept together with Cosmopolitan's Block 16, Prince's Nashville Hot Chicken. <laughs> Next is Ju Ochula, a Bangkok restaurant known for its mama noodles, or mama, mama noodles tom yum. <laughs> I'm guessing that's Ann Tom Yum. Because Tom Young is one thing. Oh, is I'm it? I'm not sure what mama noodles are, but yeah, Tom Young is. Maybe maybe, maybe Tom Young is a thing, and and mama noodles Tom Young is like a specific type of. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is the danger of you writing food based commentaries, right? <laughs> also, from the people who brought you Carbon, is that Carbon or Carbonara? Carbone? Carbone. Yes, of course, Carbone. Uh, at Aria comes Italian American cuisine Parm. Short for chicken parmesan, which will be their primary. Their, In a food court? Their, uh, yeah, I think it's like sandwich. Yeah, it's sandwich. Oh, sandwich. Okay. I'm just thinking normally chicken parm is a, you know, comes in a big plate with your chicken with sauce and melted cheese and then a whole big thing of pasta. And I'm like, how are you going to do that in a food mm. court? But if you do it as a sandwich, that makes more sense. Yeah. Mm. Also, Houston-based Blood Brothers Barbecue and Fuhu Duck or, or F.U. Duck. Duck, a contemporary Chinese cuisine, all will be featured in the Urban Street Food Hall. Resorts World is currently planned to open in the summer of 2021. That does really sound like they took Cosmos Block 16 concept straight ripped and, it off and said, okay, let's just swap out yeah. you know, concepts for it. Yeah, Gotta have a hot chicken because that place is always busy. Yeah be interested to see what regular restaurants they have. I know this is like the food court stuff, but like mm -hmm. some of the sit-downs when they start being announced, I'll be interested to see what they're going to have there. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they stick with their Asian slant. Right. And finally, in the news, Burning Man Vegas. A Las Vegas man was sentenced to five years in prison for setting two fires that caused millions of dollars of damage inside Fountain Blue in March of 218. 218? Why did I do I, that? I don't know. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you're missing a number in there, honey. The man helped out prosecutors by recording uh, with his cell phone video uh, of himself trespassing and setting the fires. And when firefighters eventually responded to the incident, the man squared off into a fighting stance before being subdued. Why are people doing this? Why do you film yourself doing things that are illegal? Like, I know. Right? Like the guy, the guy that, you know, killed the homeless man after, you know, right. trying to pay him to do a dangerous stunt he, or whatever. He broadcast that. He did. He did it live. Like, what is wrong with you? What like, a great point. You're putting the evidence out there of exactly what, you, hey, look at what I'm doing wrong. Cops, come find me. Yeah. I, uh, people are stupid. That's clearly people just not realizing the repercussions of their, their activities. Well, and it doesn't say that he broadcast this one. So maybe like just once they arrested him, they looked through his phone and found evidence of him doing it. But I it. mean, what else were you going to do with that? Maybe jerk off to it at night. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously this is his own version of a snuff film or something. Right. Something. And did he really cause millions of dollars of damages? Because by 2018, wasn't everything kind of pretty much falling apart as it is? Well, you could still do damage, but yes, that is a fair, I mean, fair argument. Maybe, that Maybe he was doing the future buyers a favor because he sort of cleared out an area. So less demo work. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. 
First up, Virgin Hotels, formerly known as the Hard Rock and currently under renovation, is reconsidering its fall opening date thanks to COVID. Full details are expected by mid-September. I'll be interested if they decide to move forward. I, I think it's smart for them to, you know what? Maybe you should just take your time and finish this thing out. Maybe maybe you don't open until the fall. Definitely don't rush. Winter. Yeah. You know, there, there doesn't seem to be a rush for it. And I think the scary thing is, is you know, now that we're getting into fall and the flu season, it's, you know, they're kind of expecting COVID to have a flare up. Now, the question is, are you going to know it's COVID or the flu? Right. But... Um, without being tested, but I mean, if if they are expecting a flare-up, maybe wait until November, December, and kind of see what happens <laughs> right. before you open and then have to quarantine your employees or shut down again. Right. When Resorts is offering key employee shares of the company's stock in order to retain them during COVID, the combined 176,247 shares were given to roughly 240, quote-unquote, top leaders in Vegas and Boston. Do they really have to do a retention bonus? Those like, people get those people get poached all the time. So maybe maybe that's what it was. Who's poaching right now? Resorts World. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, they maybe lots Circa. Of, lots of stuff up there. But Resorts World definitely. That just seems like a lot to. Well, I guess you also have to look at the value of wind stock, which isn't extravagant. So it's a nice little. There's probably some conditions on it. Like, we'll give, they'll give this to you, but you have to stay for X amount of time. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So it's more just a, a minor incentive to get, get them. It's almost like putting them on retainer. It's, it, this is their version of furlough. Yeah. But, I mean, either way, they're, you know, giving stock to folks to help them out. So, I mean. That's cool. Yeah. Wayne Newton's Casa de Shenandoah is once again for sale, this time for a list price of $30 million. It previously sold for $10.53 million last fall. <laughs> so in a year, it's going to go up 30%. I mean, I know the, the housing market in Vegas is doing very well, but I mean, not that well. I, I would have to argue if they think they can get that, that perhaps it, it's been impacted by COVID because how else do you explain that markup? I don't know. <laughs> Unless they got it for a hell of a steal before, but... Access to premium content is available at patreon.com slash 360vegas. A monthly subscription will give you access to the enhanced version of the podcast, often with bonus content, exclusive podcasts like 360 Vintage Vegas, 360 Origins, 360 Vegas Movies, insider information on all things 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacation, and early access to everything. To subscribe, simply go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. That's P-A-T. R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link to Patreon on our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com. William Hill has acquired CG Technology, which now has them running the sports books in Cosmopolitan, Venetian Palazzo, Caesars Entertainment Properties, Silverton, Tropicana, Palms, when it reopens, and the Hard Rock Virgin. Because we all know that thing's going to reopen. No one's destroying the palms. No, no, no yeah. it'll open eventually. Yeah, someone, someone will buy it. What's interesting, and I didn't see it in here too, but I saw an article that Circa is now running the sports book at, I want to say Rampart, hmm. um, which I find interesting that he's expanding outside just his own properties. Right. And so I wonder if this move by William Hill isn't trying to establish their 
footprint in the market. It, it makes before. me wonder if this isn't who we shouldn't sign up for. We so Karen and I initially went uh, like our sports betting was done through Red Rock through stations because uh, they had their own, and then they uh, I don't know they changed it. And now it's a giant pain in the ass, and you I, can't get logged in again. It's, yeah, it's a I, joke. I hate it. So we're looking. Although we've got, I still have money sitting in the account, right. so I got to well, figure should, yeah, out. Yeah, all eventually. we have to do is go there and yeah. empty our accounts, but. Anyway, so we're looking for a new one, and we were thinking Circa because we want to support, you know, what what Derek's doing down there. But this William Hill, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's a. I mean, look at the list. It is, but the other thing you got to remember is it's not. So it's not necessarily tied to any of their players' club because True. it's its own thing, right? And if it's online, does it really matter? I mean, I think I would still rather support Derek. Yeah. What he's doing with Circa okay. versus, I mean, William Hill is a, a national thing. The only way that benefits us is if we're, you know, traveling to another state and want to place a sports bet. I'm dying to bet. (laughs) Right. I mean, as long as you're in a state where William Hill is and it's legal to bet in that state, you can place it. Circa, the only place that they are, as far as I know, is here in Vegas. Which that that could actually be a fun situation to end up in someday, being around friends and like going, oh, man, we should should bet on this game. Well, and it doesn't mean you can't sign up for more than one, but I just, I mean, William Hill, like I said, it's more of a company Yeah. versus Circa is, I mean, it is a company, but it's a Stevens group, which we want to support. Roulette players beware, as it's being reported by Vital Vegas, that triple zero is becoming more and more common on casino floors, most recently showing up at Caesars Entertainment Properties. That's such a bummer to me, just because you already have a huge edge on yeah. people. I, well, you know, Eldorado or Caesars or whatever has to look for any advantage they have right now. I guess. I guess. Lick, the erotic candy store at Flamingo, is now closed. No word what is planned to replace it. Erotic candy store. Okay. Bachelor and bachelorette parties can go in and buy little candy dicks and boobs. Right, exactly. (laughs) Phil Ruffin's first move on the land formerly home to the original El Rancho is to install multiple new billboards on the North Strip. Good for him. What else are you going to do with that land? You might as well. I mean, you can always take them down at some point, but yeah. It was announced this week that Tony Shea will step down as CEO of Zappos and retire. No word what he plans to do in retirement at age 46. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I read an article that said he'd had a very um, difficult year personally, so I'm not really sure what that means. And I've also heard he's bought some property up in Utah. Yeah. So he, I, I'm hoping he doesn't. The man's a multimillionaire. He's got homes all over the place. He does. I just hope that you know he's not going to be abandoning Vegas because he has done so much to revitalize downtown that, you know, would love to still have his involvement. I doubt it. I can't imagine if you have that sort of passion that it's gone at this point, but who knows? Maybe he'll go all hermity for a little while before he revisits. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Vital Vegas is reporting that the million-dollar display at Binion's has once again been removed from the casino floor. No word why or if it will return. That's a bummer. Cared. I don't need to have my picture taken with it. Yeah, but it's a cool, fun thing for new people. Like when you when people come to town, like, oh, hey, look at the hand of faith, and look at the million dollars. Well, that's not there anymore either. They moved that. I forget where to. Well, right, but don't they have some gold nugget there? It's not like the hand of faith anymore. It's some big, giant golden nugget. Pretty sure they still have it. Maybe at the golden nugget. Well, yeah. What did I say? 
Well, Babinion's has. Well, that's what I mean. Like when oh. when new people come to town, you're yeah, like, hey, let's go look at the Golden Nugget. Let's take at. a look at the yeah. Yeah. The Neon Museum has restored the Muon Rouge sign to the to work. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's easier said. Yeah. The Neon Museum has restored the Moulin Rouge sign to working order. The Moulin Rouge was the first racially integrated casino in Vegas. That was so cool because we went to... Um, we noticed it like the second we walked in. Yeah, like, we had like, a, a friend in town who hadn't been to Because I was getting Museum. ready to explain it to her. Yeah. I was like, look, this is actually Moulin Rouge, but it's not spelled right. And the second I looked at it, I'm like, that spells Moulin Rouge. Right. <laughs> I know. It was so cool because you just sort of walked in and it's, it's massive. It's a big sign. I mean, it is huge. Yeah. And it's all perfectly pretty, and the light you can see the lights are ready to go. I mean, we went during the day, so it wasn't lit up. See, I get excited when they work on, like... The old classics. On the Yes, yeah. like the casinos. Like, they've got, like, oh, this was this old steakhouse that was someplace off or strip. Or a dry like, cleaner. Who fucking care? <laughs> yeah. Like, a dry cleaner's like, okay, I get it. You're the neon museum, not just the casino neon museum, but... I really want to see the casino neon I know, lit up. But it, I mean, that's one of the things that, that makes Vegas unique is neon really, you know, took hold here in a way that it, it didn't in a lot of yeah. other places. So, I mean, everybody had neon and I, I do think it's cool. And I love it now when um, there's new restaurants going in that are using neon. Yeah. You know, one of them is a, a restaurant I, I like called Graffiti Bow and their sign is all neon on the outside of the, of the building. It's just, it's really cool. Yeah. Eater Vegas reports that Park MGM could open as soon as October 1st. The Nomad Hotel, however, may reopen separately. I don't know what I think of that. What? About Park uh, reopening or the Nomad being separate? Uh, park reopening. Wait until October 1st. I just don't know. I mean, it's, it's like right smack dab in the middle of all the other Caesars properties. Or, excuse me, MGM properties. So why... Yeah. Are they saving that one last? Right. Yeah, it's also that's the, the thing that I, that I still don't really understand as well. I agree with you. Is why are you? Why did you? Is this you admitting Park MGM is doing really, really bad, and that's why you don't want to open it? Because that's what it seems to be conveying to me. Yeah. Because otherwise, I, I agree with you. I don't understand why is this property. It, like it would have been different if they were trying to sell it to get the NHL to come here and like, listen, we'll put in you a, all up in a in hub like, or in a bubble. Okay, yeah. All right. I, I totally get that. But as soon as that ended, the only was, why is it so closed? The only thing I, I it might be a reason why that I can think of is. You know, it is the smallest hotel in the MGM properties. So if you can only open the hotel at 50% capacity, is that really one that you want to open? Because can you, you know, will you have enough rooms open to keep the staff there that you need to, you know, do the cleaning and whatever else? So that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe just from a sheer space standpoint, it makes more sense economically to open like MGM because it's the casino floor is massive so even if you've got to go to 50% capacity that's a crap load of people you can get in there versus Park MGM is a smaller casino so you cut that one down to 50 it might be harder to maintain and manage yeah, fair enough I don't know just thinking yeah is that me again yes things happening too fast <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to an agreement involving unions representing bartenders and culinary workers, 36,000 working or furloughed employees for MGM and Caesars will have health insurance until March 1st. The news came the same day MGM announced plans to lay off 18,000 employees, approximately a quarter of its pre-pandemic staff. I mean, that's awesome that, you know, 
they're keeping the health insurance out for that long. Basically, they're they're still supplying health insurance for the employees for a year. Health insurance is a pain in the ass to have to deal with it if is. you lose your job. It is. It's a big deal. And, you know, try to, and it's, it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have an employer-sponsored program to get anything, I mean, you have to have it. It's the law. But to get anything that's going to give you any kind of real coverage or benefits is, yeah. is ridiculously expensive. So We criticize unions a lot, but, you know, credit where it's due. Well done. This is, this is what you're supposed to be doing, protecting these people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Treasure Island has opened its newly expanded sports book into the space formerly home to the TI Buffet. The $3.5 million expansion now accommodates up to 750 people, or if you cut that in half, 375 for social oh, distancing right, because of the distancing. capacity. Right. <laughs> it would fit that many if it could. Right. Usher was announced as the newest resident performer of at, or at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Performances begin July of 2021. Now, here's what I ask you. Is this the hint that Planet Hollywood is the venue that they're looking to get rid of, or... Is Usher a name as big as Celine Dion? And that's why you put him oh, in the Coliseum. I don't think he's as big of, of a name as Celine Dion. I do think that it's a different type of artist that they than they've had at Caesars. And right. I think if you're going to focus on trying to bring back concerts and live music, let's start with one. And it seems like the Coliseum would be the one you'd want to start with. It's easier to get to. It's more. It's got more of a presence within the casino, so you can advertise it better. Versus Planet Hollywood, that theater is all the way in the back of the shops, yeah. and it's kind of a pain in the ass to get to. So, I just think that, you know, this makes sense. I mean, I I would put them in Caesars before I'd put them back in Planet Hollywood. Right, but that's where they've been putting all their big names, and that's why they I, have been. Well, and Planet Hollywood still isn't open, and they maybe right. haven't decided. I mean, I do think it's not, it's one that they're looking to offload, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it makes, unfortunately, the most sense for them probably to offload on the Strip, which they've said they they want to do. Yeah. So if that's part of the plan, then, yeah, you'd move your acts into Caesars. Yeah. But I, I don't know if the Coliseum can compete with the park. Park, uh, yeah. Well, we haven't seen a show in the park, so. But, but I mean, look at the names they—they've uh, clearly oh, yeah. they're impressing people, or at least throwing money around, right, to get them in because um, they've gotten some huge names. But right. it's also brand new right. versus the Coliseum is how old? I mean, I'm sure they've they've gone through some you know renovations and to the technical sound and all yeah. that other kind of stuff. But you know, the park is still shiny and new. Yeah. Allegiant Stadium, home of the Las Vegas Raiders, will be the first cashless sports venue. Is that in the country or just in Vegas? In the country. Wow, in the country. They will be accepting only debit, credit, and mobile options like Apple Pay, Google Pay, and Samsung Pay. And lastly, the Caesars El Dorado company sold another casino. This time, Harris Louisiana Downs was sold to Rubico Acquisitions Corp. for $22 million. Where in Louisiana is that one? Oh, I can't remember. I knew, of course, you would ask that question. Or <laughs> I didn't know, but as I'm not surprised. Well, and I want to go back to the, the cashless thing at, at Raiders Stadium. I saw an article where somebody, or maybe it was a tweet or something, but somebody was like railing against this, that somebody, another business had tried to go cashless and they actually got sued because cash is technically legal tenure, tender in the United States. And to not take it 
Well, I don't, I don't know if it, if it is that they're not taking it. It's that they have the ability to, if we all decided we don't want to use cash, this place can handle it. It, it says it's the first cashless sports venue, which reading that means they don't take cash. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't, because I'm with you. I can't imagine. It's legal tender. Right. So I can't imagine anybody refusing it. But I, I the way I interpreted this is this place is fully loaded. If you got Apple Pay and, and that's what you want to use, it's going to be able to handle it. But that wouldn't mean it's cashless. Cashless means there I, I is no cash I hear what you're saying, but there. that's the writer's choice of, of word. I, I don't think so. I think it means there will not be cash accepted. I hear you. We'll find out. Yep. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's, let's check the river. Okay. So this week we have some listener feedback. We have an email from our friend Kyle. That's my guess. Okay. Kyle says, hey, Mark, new Patreon subscriber, mainly for the Vintage Vegas content. The rest is gravy. Wondering if you could recommend a good listening order. I'm sure it doesn't really matter, but just for funsies. Thanks, Kyle. Yes, and there is actually. There, okay. there is actually a an order that I've created in my head for the vintage we have. Some of them, uh, some of the vintage, I think we've got like 17 vintage episodes out there. And uh, we have... What, what I call the Evolution of Vegas series is only 10 of those right. actually go to tell that story. And one of them hasn't even been released yet, just to be fair. Um, <laughs> so but, you're only going to find nine. Don't be looking right. for the 10th yeah, one. There's, there's only, but the great thing about that is the 10th one is the last one. And that's the one that, that is, is so coming soon, right. the conclusion of the Evolution of Vegas series. But um, we have a tag on, on Patreon just for the Evolution of Vegas series mm-hmm. that, that's got all these tag just to make it easier to find them but for the listeners out there or who don't have patreon or who are just curious this is the order that i've got them that you should listen to them in it's the el rancho number two is billy wilkerson number three is how the mob came to vegas number four is e perry thomas number five is howard hughes number six is bill bennett and circus circus number seven is luxor Eight is Steve Wynn. Nine is Kurt Kerkorian. And ten is The Great Consolidation. Interesting. Now, you didn't release them in that order. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much? Okay. And for the record, you have to be a Patreon subscriber to have access to those. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if not, you only get access to the premium the content previews. previews. Right. Yeah. So, you know, a little little incentive if some folks are interested in some Vegas history. Yeah, nine of those are already released. We're just waiting for the 10th, which, to be honest with you, I think is coming out next year, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's coming out early next year, or late this year, or something like that. So, Kyle, thanks for the email and for writing in. Welcome to the listeners. We hope you know, we're glad that you're enjoying the show and all the content, uh, but there's your list. So yep. now, now you've got some homework. Enjoy. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for episode 340. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. 
If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, like our new friend Kyle did, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Karen, where can folks find you? I am at 360VegasKaren. She just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.